Welcome to Mount Olive First Pentecostal Holiness Church. Thank you for connecting with us. In just a moment, Pastor Jeff will be sharing an uplifting and encouraging message that we pray will inspire you in your walk with God. Our desire at MOF PHC is for you and your family to find hope in Jesus Christ so that he will transform your life. Thanks again for connecting with us. Please contact us if we can help you discover God's purpose for your life. Enjoy the message. I want to go ahead and continue uh, to start back into my messages today with the series that I've been preaching called The Comeback. The Comeback. Say Comeback. The Comeback. Um, over the last couple of weeks, I started these messages. One was on the comeback power. Last Sunday was on the comeback promise. And I know God has a word for us today from this series of messages that I've been preaching to you from God's word. I believe, I believe, and I think many of you would agree with me, and I can say it because I know I've experienced my, it myself, that no matter what has happened in your life, no matter where you've been in your life, no matter what has happened in your life, you can have a comeback with the Lord. Come on, church. You can have a comeback with the Lord. And those comeback stories are so encouraging and so inspiring to all of us. They give us hope. But I believe that I want you to know that when you leave here today, that no matter what you've been through in your life, no matter who you are, it does not matter. You can have a comeback story with the Lord Jesus Christ. And that should give all of us hope today. I want to talk to you just for the next few minutes on how we can come back from failure, come back from failure. One of the greatest uh, comeback stories, I shared one last week, uh, was from the uh, football, uh, NFL football with Nick Foles. And I told you I enjoy sports. I love football. Probably next to that would be boxing. And then I like dirt bike. I just love all sports. I love it all. And one of the greatest comeback stories uh, comes out of the boxing world. I wanted to share it with you to kind of set the stage up for what I want to speak to you about today. This story here is about Buster Douglas. Any of y'all ever heard of the boxer Buster Douglas? Maybe not. Just a few of you. I see a few hands. I want you to know this man's comeback story. Listen to this right here. This will inspire you and give you hope. This man, listen, the week before the biggest fight of his life he was going to be fighting the heavyweight champion of the world, Mike Tyson. Buster Douglas's mom came to him and told him that he was going to knock Mike Tyson out. The only problem is that Mike Tyson had never been knocked out. If I'd have been Buster Douglas, I'd have been like, Mama, do you know what you're talking about? She told him, she said, you're going to knock Mike Tyson out. And two days before the main event, Buster Douglas's mom passed away. She passed away, and Buster Douglas decided to go ahead and fight that fight. So he's standing in the ring, toe-to-toe -to -toe with the heavyweight champion of the world, Mike Tyson, and the bell rings, and they start fighting. And just at the very beginning, Mike Tyson lands a violent punch right to Buster Douglas to send him to the floor, and the referee comes over there, and he starts to count down on Buster Douglas, and he's almost there, and it's getting ready to be a knockout, and then the bell rings to end the round. And Buster Douglas is saved by the bell. Any of y'all ever been saved by the bell? He was saved by the bell. And, and his trainer, they, they get him to the room, he, he, uh, to the corner. They wobble him over there. He's staggering. They get him to his corner. And the trainer says, listen, we're going to stop the fight. 
We're going to stop this fight. And Buster Douglas says, no, at least give me one more round. Give me one more round. And they knew Mike Tyson was going to come out swinging hard, and he did, friend. He came out swinging hard, and he was just chopping down Buster Douglas. And all of a sudden, Buster Douglas throws some kind of wild, crazy swing, and he hits Mike Tyson with a punch. And then he just begins to take command of the fight. And then all of a sudden, that one punch that Buster Douglas's mom told him that he had, he hit Mike Tyson with it, and he knocked Mike Tyson out. And Buster Douglas went on to become the heavyweight champion of the world. That right there, friend, was a great comeback story on that night. A man that uh, had everything against him. His mom had passed away. He's fighting a man that's never been knocked out. He finds himself on the floor, and it's about to be over, but he gets back up and he keeps going. What a great comeback story that is for Buster Douglas. And we all love those stories. We all enjoy them because they give us hope. They inspire us. And the Bible, I mentioned last week, is full of comeback stories. This church is full of comeback stories. I wish we had the time to have a testimonial where people could just share how they've been able to come back from some things in their life. And the good news is, the good news for everyone gathered here and everyone watching online, that God wants to help you have a, a comeback story today. You, you may feel like Buster Douglas and you may feel like you've been knocked out and knocked down and you don't see how in the world you're going to get back up. But friend, I'm telling you that God can get you up and God can get you going forward again. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So today, real briefly, I want to talk to you about how you can come back from failure, coming back from failure. Has anybody ever failed in life? Don't raise your hand. One, two did. I'm just messing. I'll raise my hand. I failed a lot. I remember in school, I failed a lot. I thought the F meant fabulous. <laughs> we all have times in our life that we fail, but I want to encourage you today that, friend, listen, good things can come out of failure. You know that, right? Good things can come out of failure. Let me give you some good things that have come out of failure. You probably appreciate these good things that have come out of failure. Did you know that WD-40 came out of a failure? WD-40, a can of WD-40. They tried 39 times and could not get it right. And on try number 40, that's why they call it WD-40, on uh, that number, number 40, that was when they finally got it right like they wanted it, the water displacement that we know as WD-40. Did you know that cornflake cereal came about because of failure. I think it's still a failure. <laughs> That's just my opinion. The toy, the slinky, the slinky was, a, was a come about because of a failure. It was actually made to go into ships that were transporting cargo overseas to help it from breaking, but they ended up coming up with the toy, the slinky. Did you know that sticky notes that we use in our office every day, they come out of a failure? Ivory soap, the soap that floats, it come out of a failure. Did you know that? Bubble wrap, the thing that all of you just love, the pa 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 it came out of a failure. I'm just here to tell you today, friend, that some good things can come out of failure. Good things can come out of a failure. And today I want to share with you how something good came out of the life of a man who failed God many times. And this man we know in the scriptures, his name is Peter. Peter failed the Lord. He was a fisherman. This man was a fisherman, and he started to follow Jesus 
after his brother Andrew came and led him to the Lord, he surrendered everything to Jesus and he began to follow the Lord. Peter was a man who had a heart for the Lord. He was part of the 12 disciples. And not only that, but he was actually a part of a, another inner circle right there with the Lord that we know as Peter and James and John who were very close to the Lord. Peter went on to be a great leader in the church. And he was used mightily by God. You realize that he wrote part of the New Testament. Peter was a man that was used mightily by God. But if you stop and you begin to discover some things about this man's life, you will discover that Peter had some major failures in his life. He was not perfect. He had some, some major failures in his life. I want you to follow with me here in the Gospel of Mark. If you have your Bibles, I'll have it on the screen. I want you just to see some of the things that Peter did as far as uh, when he was failing God and, and had failures in his life. The night that Jesus was arrested, he's meeting with all of his disciples. He's having a meal with them that we know as the Last Supper. You can find this in Mark 14, verse 27 through 31. And Jesus is there, and he, he begins to speak to his disciples, and he predicts something. He tells them, he says, listen, in just a little while, each and every one of you, you're, you're about to abandon me. You're going to fall away from me. And so here's the conversation that Jesus is having with his disciples in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 14, verse 27 through 31. Listen to what Jesus said. He says that you will fall away, you will all fall away, Jesus told them, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. But after I have risen, I will go ahead of you into Galilee. And listen to Peter. Peter declared, even if all fall away, I will not. I tell you the truth, Jesus answered, today, yes, tonight, before the rooster crows twice, you yourself, Peter, you're going to disown me three times. But Peter insisted emphatically, he says, even if I have to die with you, I will never disown you. And all the others said the same. Listen to Peter, listen to him. He's so confident in himself and he's so prideful and he makes this statement that, listen, I will even die for you. I'll go to prison for you. I'll do whatever I need to do, but I will never disown you, Lord. And Peter makes this self-confident statement. And then they all go out into the Garden of Gethsemane to pray. And we know the story. Judas, the betrayer, comes with this crowd and they arrest Jesus and they carry him to the uh, high priest and religious leaders for interrogation. And then <clears throat> we know that Jesus is eventually crucified. But during this time, what in the world is Peter doing? What is he doing? Jesus has been arrested. He's been carried away. He's being interrogated. And, and Peter has made this bold statement to the Lord about never disowning him. So what do we find Peter doing? Well, look in Mark chapter 14, verse 66 through 72. While Peter, <clears throat> excuse me, while Peter was below in the courtyard, one of the servant girls of the high priest came by. When she saw Peter warming himself, she looked closely at him and she said these words. She said, you also were with that Nazarene Jesus, she said, but Peter denied it. He said, no, I don't know or understand what you're talking about, he said, and went out into the entryway. When the servant girl saw him there, she said again to those standing around, this fellow is one of them. And again, Peter denied it. And after a little while, those standing here said to Peter, surely you're one of them for you're a Galilean. 
and listen to Peter. He began to call down curses on himself and he swore to him, I don't even know this man you're talking about. And immediately the rooster crowed the second time. Then Peter remembered the word Jesus had spoken to him. He said, these are the words of Christ. Before the rooster crows twice, you will disown me three times. And Peter broke down and he wept. Lord, just use this word today to bring encouragement and to bring hope to all of us to know that no matter how many times we have failed in life, that we know that, Lord, that you're always there to help us to have a comeback. And so, Lord, today we're declaring that if anyone showed up as a failure or going through failure, God, that you would just give them a comeback story today. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Peter, he is a great example of someone who has had some major failures in his life. Failure after failure, and a lot of them were failures with the Lord. How many of you remember this failure here? When, when Peter was in the boat and Jesus called Peter to come out of the boat, you remember that? And Peter started walking on the water and was experiencing the power of God. But Peter failed the Lord because he took his eyes off the Lord and he began to sink. Peter, Peter failed when, when Jesus asked him in the garden to guess him. He says, I want you to stay here and I want you to pray. That's all Jesus said. He said, I want you to stay right here and pray. And Peter failed the Lord because you remember what the Bible says? The Bible says they did what? They all fell asleep. Like some of you do in church sometimes. Just joking. Just some of you. Listen. He failed the Lord. He fell asleep instead of praying. He failed the Lord. Do you remember when, when he was there and they arrested the Lord and he took out the sword and he cut off the, the ear of the, uh, the servant of the high priest? He failed the Lord because he reacted in violence. He, he failed the Lord when he fled in fear and followed him from a distance. He failed the Lord when he was hanging around the campfire with the enemy. He failed the Lord when he denied Jesus Christ three times in public the same night. Friend, this is a pretty good resume of someone with great failure in their life. And Peter, he reminds us today that failure can happen to anybody. Listen, failure can happen to any of us in this room today. Peter was a, a, a great follower of Christ. We're talking about him today. He was a great Christian. He was a strong man who had a heart for the Lord. But you know what? He still failed in life. And so failure can happen to any of us. That's the lesson that we need to know. That no matter who you are, no matter who showed up today or who it is that's watching online, you need to realize that no one is perfect and we can all have those seasons and times in our life when we can have failure. We can have failure. Failure is for everyone. And we know that failure is painful. It does not feel good to fail in life. Pain, the pain that we experience, the pain that we experience from failure. I thought about some of the pain that people have gone through because of failure. The pain that uh, from a failed marriage uh, the pain that people experience failing as a parent, the, the pain that people experience when they fell on the job or, or the pain they experience when they fail financially. They just never handled their money right and they, they got into major debt and just so much pressure on them now. They, they feel like they failed and people have failed as a friend. Uh, maybe 
there was somebody that you know that you were close with one another and something happened and now there's division in that relationship, friend. Listen, that, that creates pain. That creates pain. And we feel crushed. And listen, to me, the greatest failure is when we fail Jesus Christ. And we feel crushed in our life when we go through this uh, time of failure. We feel that pain. Does anybody know that kind of pain that I'm talking about? We just have to be transparent and open that we've experienced that pain in our life. Failure, listen, failure can feel like that punch that knocked Buster Douglas to the ground. We can feel like it's all over for us. We can feel like we've been defeated and there's no point of us going on anymore. And that's what the devil wants for your life. Do you understand that? He wants you to feel defeated. He wants you to just stay right there in that failure. He wants you to think that there's no way for you to keep going in life. He wants you to think that failure is final. The devil will come and he'll begin to whisper lies to you. And he'll tell you things like that your failure is going to define you for the rest of your life. There's a lot of people walking around right now and, and, and they've got their identity attached to some failures that happened in their past. Friend, listen, when Jesus comes in your life, he makes all things new. All things new. And the, but the devil, he'll come and whisper those things to you because he wants you to stay in that season of failure because it creates pain in your life. The devil wants you to believe that there's no hope for a comeback. The devil will tell you that failure is final, but listen to what my Bible tells me and the same thing it tells you in Proverbs 24, 16. It says, though a righteous man falls seven times, he rises again. Listen, he rises again. Listen, there's always hope for a comeback. That tells me that failure is not final, that you can have a comeback. You can have a comeback with the Lord Jesus Christ. How many of you know this morning that the Lord Jesus can take your failures and he can take those things and turn them into our good and he can use our failures for his glory? Come on. He, he can take our mess. We've heard it before. He can take our mess and he can turn it into a message. He can take that test that we're going through and turn it into a, a testimony. Friend, listen to me. If you're here today or watching online and you're walking through a season of failure, I want you to know you don't have to stay down defeated. Listen, the Bible says that you can rise again, you can walk forward again, and that failure is not final in your life. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And some of us have been knocked down more than once. But whatever has knocked you down, I want you to know it's, that Jesus is greater. That Jesus is greater. And if all you can see right now is failure and the results of your failures, I just want to encourage you, friend, to, to look to Jesus this morning and let him take it and, and use what you've been through and let him use it for your glory. Something good can come out of your failure. Something good can come out of it. So for the next few minutes, I want to just share with you some things that we can apply to our life so we can take some steps out of failure and have a great comeback in our life. So just real quickly, I'm going to share with you three things that you can apply to your life that's going to help you come back from failure. The first thing that you need to do to have a comeback from failure, and I'm taking it right here from these passages that I shared about Peter's life, is you need to remove pride out of your life. I said you need to remove pride out of your life. Some of us think we just got it all together and we got it all figured out and we can handle it all on our own. And friend, like Peter, we walk in pride and then everything around us starts blowing up. Peter was, listen, his problem was he was a prideful man. 
You know how I know that? Because Peter said, listen, I'll go to prison with you, Lord. I'll even die for you, Lord. The reason that Peter failed the Lord was because he was dependent on his own power. He was dependent on his own confidence. He was dependent on his own strength to help him walk with the Lord. And that's mistake number one right there. See, if we're going to remove pride out of our life, removing pride means that we have to deny ourselves. We have to deny ourselves. I'm, I'm just, do you remember what Jesus said to his disciples? He says, if anyone is going to come after me, he must, he must deny himself. The first step in removing pride is to make sure you deny yourself. And Jesus said, we must do that and take up our cross and follow him. The Lord tells us that we must deny ourselves. And here's what Peter's problem was. Peter denied Jesus instead of himself. He should have denied himself, friend. Listen, when you begin to trust in yourself, you're setting yourself up for a failure in your life. And that's what Peter did. He was that guy. Peter was the one. It always had to be about Peter. It was always about him. And friend, if it's always about you and you and you and you and you and you can do this and you can do that, I'm just telling you right now, you're setting yourself up for a failure. But you know why? Because we're fallen people. We are fallen people. The Bible says in Proverbs 16, 18, that pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. That word haughty, it means an arrogant person, a self-centered person. Friend, if you're walking around uh, with arrogance and walking around all self-centered and it's all about you, I'm just telling you right now, and the Bible says pride goes before destruction. Amen. 1 Corinthians 10, 12 says, if you think you're standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. When we go, when we get to the place when we think that we have it all together and we have it all figured out, we got to be careful because we could fail and we could fall. When we get to a place when we pridefully exalt our own abilities and our own strengths and our own confidence and we fail to depend on God, we're getting to a place where we're setting ourselves up for failure. I love what Paul said. You may want to look this up later, Galatians 6.3. Here's what Paul told the Galatians. He says, if anyone thinks he's something when he's nothing, he deceives himself. Amen. When we think we're something, when really we're nothing. I got news for you today. We're nothing. We're, we're nothing apart from Jesus Christ. We're nothing without him. He's our strength. He's our healer. He's our salvation. He's everything to us, friend. News flash for you today, friend. You are powerless without Jesus Christ. You are powerless without him. You're nothing without him. He's in control, and we need to make sure that we depend on him for everything. If you want to have a comeback from failure, the first thing you have to do is realize that you cannot do it on your own. Stop trying to do it on your own. Stop trying. I, man, I can remember some times, especially early in my walk, waking up, and, and on Monday, oh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do good this week, Lord. I'm going to do good this week, and Monday by lunch, I'd already blowed up. Messed up big time. You don't have to raise your hand. I know you're all guilty, too. We get, we get so overconfident in what we think we can do, friend, and we need to depend on the Holy Spirit to help us. We need to do that because our power comes from the Lord. I believe sometimes the Lord lets us fail just so we realize that we're powerless and the only way that we're going to make it forward and succeed in life or to come back is depending on his power and strength. The Bible says in Philippians 4.13, says, I can do all things through who? Christ, who gives me strength. Depend on the Lord today, friend. Deny yourself 
and begin to trust in the power of the Lord. The second thing you need to do is you need to look to Jesus. Look to Jesus. Now, this same story is recorded in the Gospel of Luke. And Peter, we see here, when he denied Christ three times, the Bible says that Peter heard the rooster crow. And in the, Luke, in the Gospel of Luke, it says that Peter and Jesus actually looked at each other. When that, when that rooster crowed, Peter and Jesus looked at each other. And that just reminds me, when you're dealing with failure in your life, let me encourage you to look to Jesus. When you're going through failure in your life, you look to Jesus. Get your eyes off your failure and get your eyes on Jesus. Come on. You need to look to Jesus. No matter, no matter what failure you've had in your life or no matter what failure you're walking through right now, listen, no matter how defeated you feel right now, you've got to make sure that you keep your eyes on Jesus. You know why? Because he's still king of kings and he's still lord of lords. He's still ruling. He's still reigning. He's still in control. Listen, it's not over, friend. You can still keep going if you just keep your eyes on him. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's still king of kings and still lord of lords. Listen, we may fail the Lord, but he'll never fail us. He will never fail us. I heard somebody in a, uh, they were writing in a book one time and says, God's never failed me, but he sure has scared me a few times. But he will never fail us. And you know what Peter did? It's just basic things that we can read in the scriptures that we can apply to ourselves. The Bible says that when he denied Christ, listen, right there in the garden, uh, as they were taking Jesus away, it says that he fled. He fled away from the Lord. He began to follow at a distance. Listen, and the worst thing that you can do, friend, that when you fail and you have a failure in your life, the worst thing you can do is distance yourself from God. That's the time you need to draw closer to him more than ever. Listen, when your world seems to be crumbling and falling apart, you need to make sure that you got your eyes on Jesus. Never take them off of the Lord. Keep your eyes on him, no matter what you've been through. I wonder what Peter was thinking when Jesus glanced over and looked at him. Man, I know that look my mama used to give me. Some of y'all have had that look before, haven't you? You better hope they don't call you by your full name. It's going to be in trouble then. Lord, help me stay focused. <laughs> it even gets worse when she tries to call your name and she calls everybody else's name. <laughs> I think they get mad. They, they gets worse then. <laughs> the punishment gets intensified. Listen, we got to keep our eyes on Jesus. Jesus looks over there at Peter, but I promise you, friend, listen, when he looked over there at Peter, he was looking with eyes of love. He was looking with eyes of forgiveness. He was looking with eyes of mercy and eyes of grace. There were, he was not looking at him with eyes of condemnation because the Bible says, therefore, if anyone be in Christ Jesus, there's no condemnation. He was looking at him with love and mercy and grace. And friend, I want to just tell you today, if you showed up with failure in your life today and it's tried to define you, I just want to remind you that Jesus is looking at you this morning and he's looking at you with love. He's looking at you with forgiveness. He's looking at you with grace and mercy. He's not looking at you with guilt and shame and, and condemnation. No, he's looking at you with love this morning because he wants to restore you and he wants to help you get your life going back again. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on the Lord, and he will change you. 
And that brings me to my last point. We're getting ready to wrap it up. Pastor Kevin, if you'll come. Sister Amy. It says here that Peter, when he disowned the Lord and denied him, what were the last words I read to you? It says that he broke down and wept. He broke down and wept. This man was broken. He was having a breakdown. And I wonder how many people today, man, you've gone through failure after failure and it feels like, man, you're about to have a breakdown. I know people are feeling that way. I know I've experienced it in my life. Some people don't know how to handle it. They, they're looking for a way out because they're so broken and they're going through a breakdown in their life. And that's why Peter teaches us such a powerful lesson. Listen, friend, if you're going to break and you're going to begin to cry, you need to do it in repentance. You, listen, if you failed and made, uh, failed God in your life, you need to weep in repentance. And just tell the Lord, say, oh, Lord, I'm sorry. Maybe you've brought this thing on because of what you've done. But listen to what the Bible says. 2 Corinthians 7, 10 says, Godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation that leaves no regret. <laughs> but worldly sorrow brings death. Psalm 51, 17, a broken and contrite heart, O oh God, you will not despise. Peter's weeping. Peter was broke. He was, he was having a breakdown. Man, I was reading that again this morning. I was like, man, this, this strong believer in Jesus Christ, here we see him having a breakdown. And he begins to weep because he's failed time and time again. I wonder if he was just playing those things over in his mind. But he began to repent. There was tears of repentance that led to him being restored. It led to him being able to come back again and go forward so God could use him. Listen, friend, when you fail, maybe you need to evaluate your own heart. And if, there's, if you fail the Lord, maybe you can just confess those sins to the Lord. The Bible says if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us of our sins and will purify us from all unrighteousness. Friend, listen, go to the Lord today. Go to the Lord in repentance. And the Lord can restore you. How many of you believe the Lord can restore you this morning? I'm getting to the part here where I'm getting ready to close it down. I think I've said that three or four times already. The rooster crowed. The rooster crowed. And that was a sign right there, friend, that it was a new day. It was a new day for Peter. It was a new day. He had looked at the Lord and the Lord looked at him and he heard that rooster crow and it was a new day. And that's good news for all of us, friend, that it can be a new day with Jesus Christ today. No matter who you are, no matter, no matter who you are or how much you have failed at things in your life, today can be that comeback for you. If you'll just repent and turn your life to Jesus Christ, he can make things new. It's a new day, a new start, a new beginning, a new chance in life. Oh, man. When, 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 I, when I think about those things and what the Lord can do in restoring us, friend, Jesus has the power to restore us. He can, give, he can make all things new. That rooster crowing reminds us that things can, it can be a new day. You know what it also reminds us of today? When a rooster crows, it's a wake-up call. 
Some of you that are listening online and some of you that are gathered here today, you better wake up. Wake up. You better wake up to the things that are going on around you. You better wake up to what God is trying to do in your life. You better wake up. Because if you don't wake up, friend, you're going you're to hit a wall. You're going to experience a major failure in your life, friend. Wake up today. Wake up to what God wants to do in your life. He wants to restore you. If you keep right on reading, you remember after Jesus was resurrected and they're there at the empty grave and the angel's there and they tell everybody, says, go, go, go tell everybody, but make sure you tell Peter. Go tell Peter. Go tell Peter I still love him. I, I know he's failed me time after time. I know he's failed me here and he failed me there. But you go tell him I still love him. Go tell him I can still use him. Go tell him I still have purpose for his life. Go tell him there's still a plan for his life. Go tell him. Hallelujah. And then we know that Peter has a great comeback story from failing time and time again, friend. And God can... God can restore you. That, that failed marriage, that, that failed relationship, the failed finances, that failed friendship, wh whatever it is, I know that the Lord has power to restore those things in your life. And you can come back. You can come back. You can come back. You can come back. Don't ever give up. Don't ever stay down on the canvas. Though a righteous man falls seven times, he rises again. He rises again. Would you stand with me, please? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, there may be people here today that are going through failure. Lord, you know exactly what it is. They know exactly what it is. And Lord, I just ask you, Lord, God, please, do a work in their heart right now. Do a work in their heart. Do a work in their heart, Lord. Let them know, God, that you can lift them up out of that place and that you can take that failure, God, and you can turn it into something for our good and you can use it for your glory. Something good can come out of failure. Remind your people of that today, God, that are watching online. Remind those that are here today that they can come back. They can come back. Lord, I pray right now for marriages to come back. Lord, I pray for failed friendships to come back. I pray, God, for failed families and, and parents and children to come back together. I pray right now, Lord, for failed, those that have failed financially, God, and they're in a financial crisis, God, that you would bring financial peace to them today, God, and relief to them, oh, Lord. God, give them a comeback. Give them a comeback story, God, over everyone that's here today. And Lord, if there's anyone here that's lost or watching online that's lost and doesn't know you as Lord and Savior, right now, the greatest comeback of all can be when they give their life to you, Jesus Christ, to be their Lord and be their Savior. If you're here today, friend, and you've, you've been running away from God and there's been a, a wake-up call in your life today that you want to surrender all to Him, that you want to come to Christ because you believe that you know that he died on the cross for you and was resurrected for you and you can have eternal life. You can have that home in heaven. And that you need his strength, you need his power to help you to remove that pride in your life and you're ready to look to Jesus. He tells us to repent of our sins and trust in him. Right there where you are, friend, if you need Jesus in your life, just say, Jesus, I'm a sinner and I invite you into my life today 
to forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I believe that you died on the cross. You shed your blood so my sins could be forgiven. And I believe that you were put in the grave and you rose again. And because you're alive, I can live forever too in that place that you've prepared called heaven. And today I want to just receive you. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Right now in Jesus' name, forgive me, Lord. Help me become a follower of Christ.